0: Welcome to Pitch Talks. All right, broski. On to the next episode, man. Let's start it out. How are things going, bro? I was like, since the last time we spoke on this? Podcast. Blessed
1: am blessed and highly favored, like always. Can't complain. i, I I think I told you I got a Rudiger jersey for my birthday, so I'm hyped because oh, I'm looking at that right now. Don't even have it on, but, you know, got to represent for the boys in blue. Um, but, yeah, no complaints. Not a not a whole lot of change, I guess, since we last talked, but everything's still good. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, bro. That's what I'm talking about, man. Oh, yeah. And hey, w- when was your birthday, bro? November know. 20th. Man, it's late, Said I don't even know that. Yeah, but yeah. Right. Bro, I birthday. can't,
1: I can't, I can't remember people's birthday either, man. Don't you worry about it. If it wasn't for Facebook, I would forget everyone's birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. Appreciate it.
0: So <laughs> yeah, frankly like yo, all right, yo, happy birthday, like man. You don't even know me like that. You just know yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: how it is, man. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah all right bro so um yo for me man yo yeah man i can't complain man life is is in the right direction like i spoke on the last podcast i'm extremely blessed um really happy with the way the job is going man. you never know how things are going to be at a new job because you know so much unknown man the things are so much better it's like man i should have been left this it's like yeah so you get stuck in a job thinking it's not going to be better but it's like it's way better man Pay is way better. The opportunities are way better. I'm on the right track. Oh, a lot of lot of lovely things are coming my way as well. So <laughs> I'll leave that topic alone for now. But uh, yeah, no, man, life is good. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's a, I'm on the upward trend. So I'm pretty happy about how things working out. Hopefully soon I will get my own spot and I'll be really really get that. We'll, we'll have a little more fun, you know, so to speak. But let's get into this first game, broski man. Arsenal versus
1: Newcastle. Arsenal versus Newcastle. All right. Um, well, I would say that I probably said it last week or the last time we was on, but Arsenal is definitely improving. I hate I hate to say that, but they're they're definitely playing. Better than they were, I would say the last couple seasons. Um, I'd be almost wanting to see them lose because of how they did, my boy Ozil. But, but they've been they've been playing better. I got to give them credit. Um, man, what did this what did the score end up being for this one? Because I know I know Newcastle was playing all right. Like I know Joel Joe, Joe Ellington, he was pressing earlier. That's something that I had in my notes. Um this was a 2-0. Okay, so 2-0. 2-0. Um Yeah, it's it's tough for it's tough for Newcastle to really do a whole lot the way they're set up. Like obviously they got all that money coming in because they're new owners and everything, but the only person, me and my brother talked about this, the only person that's really a threat on their team is uh Alan St. Maximin. And other than that, like people don't really fear them, you know? So, like, attacking-wise, they're not really that scary. Defensively, they're not really that scary. And Arsenal has been putting together some performances lately. So, I'm sure they came into this one with a lot of confidence. Um, and I think, it, I think it showed. I think it showed by the result they were able to get. Anything specific that you saw in this game that stood out?
0: All right. So – Just going over my notes here. Mm -hmm. So, Sokka makes a great move early on. Mm -hmm. Uh, crates for Smith-Rowe, and um, it's the header that gets blocked um, by the Newcastle goalie. I don't want to butcher the man's name. Dubrovka.
1: Dubrovka, yeah.
0: (laughs) Dubrovka. He actually had a pretty good game. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, also, Newcastle playing a lot of defense and uh, not valuing the ball, a lot of defense early on. Possession was 66% to 34. Arsenal it um, was one of those games where, you know, Newcastle just couldn't keep the ball or definitely can't play out of their back. So they're like kind of trying to do long balls and it's just not their, not their, not their game. Um, it's basically soccer basically took over. This is the way I look at it um, early in the second half, you know, soccer really takes over this game and, um, I guess I can skip ahead. He's the man of the match for me, but um, he he finally started to you know t- started to shine the way that he can shine every game, and I like the way that they featured him. Um, another player that was that was really really excellent uh, excellent I should say was the Tavares um, at the left back position.
1: Um, man. Man was aggressive. Man was aggressive for sure. He was taking a lot of shots. I don't think they liked him taking all those shots, but hey, dude, dude was playing.
0: <laughs> yep. Dude and, was uh, playing. <laughs> yep. Yep. And soccer scored at the fifty-fifth fifty-fifth minute mark. Um mm. great one. Um for, uh thinking to win with the left foot. Uh pass by Tavares, uh great ball movement um, by Arsenal all around. They were that was one of those plays that looked, kind of looked like Chelsea with the way they were you know, Chelsea and City, the way they were moving the ball in that play. And um, yep. um, really, really dominated this game. This wasn't an overly uh, exciting game in a lot of ways because um, both teams um, blew their opportunities a lot, um, in a lot of situations. But it was a good way to start it off. Um, it was a good game. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I had him on. I was at Aubameyang, missed a tap in. Um, but Saka ends up scoring the goal. And one thing that's the most important thing is that he, he did Ozil's celebration. Cause I guess Ozil was, uh, the last, the last, uh, team Ozil scored against was Newcastle when he was playing for Arsenal. So this goes to show that Ozil still remains important to some Arsenal players. Not all of them, not all of the fans either, but he's, he's still, he's still a part of the club. Um, so go ahead and talk one. to me
0: about Ozil, because you mentioned that. I don't think <laughs> any of the audience, so I don't even know what you're talking about, really. What, All right, so, with Ozil? what happened with Ozil?
1: So basically, uh, you'll have to read into it. And you, it's kind of one of those things where you believe what you want to believe. Like, basically, Ozil was playing a whole lot under previous coaches, but he didn't really play much under Arteta in There was a lot of reports saying that, okay, he's got a back injury that he's recovering from. And some stuff saying Arteta said he just wasn't training hard enough to play. Uh, But then there was some kind of like political stuff. And I can't go into too much detail because I don't really know all of it. But I think he was very outspoken on events that were going on in the world. And uh, some of the stuff that he spoke up about, I guess the club didn't agree or people It'll didn't lighten. agree. Yeah it's it's, a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it was a like political kind of thing and I think that's why ultimately like he was kept out of the team. Because like people can't argue and say that he wasn't talented. Yeah, he didn't defend but you kind of you kind of like make places for people that can't really defend. Like De Bruyne don't really defend, but he's such a good creator that you find a spot for him on the field. You know what I mean? Like you
0: your threshold <laughs> for how much people can get like you can get away with is how how good you're playing. So I mean if the band is playing like uh mm-hmm. Salah or Yeah, like, that's like, true. Like, you, man, you can get you know, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. About the stuff he said you got know, just chill out on social media. Like yo, we're getting some backlash, but they like we can deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not going to be mad at you. Like, that's how the conversation yeah. goes. It's when you're up and down and you're not consistent enough, um, yeah. to, I guess, to, to the manager, then that's when mm. they get to you and they, and they start having conversations with you about things that, you know, if you were playing great, they wouldn't actually care about. It. So, it's, it's, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it was a sticky situation, but we don't want to bring that up. I'm going to just keep giving Arsenal their credit. They've been playing a lot better this season. So, I'm going to give them credit. They earned it, even though it was Newcastle, and Newcastle was not real consistent. Like Arsenal did their thing. Um, for me, this game, I think, just for the sake of not picking the same player to game as you, I'ma say Tomiyasu. I think he had the assist to Martinelli at the end of the game, too. And Martinelli's goal was really nice. Like it looked I think it looked easier than it was. Like it was really sick. He got kind of like a chip off of, off of a volley after he came in and he scored. But um, I think he had that assist, and he had a, just a couple of nice passes that just showed that he's an attacking option too. Like he's not the quickest, but he made a couple good defensive plays too. And I was like, okay, this dude, this dude's a player. He's kind of a player.
0: It's yeah, Tamayasu. I, <laughs> I had the same note. Montenegro had a great touch. That actually my last touch. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed as well. it was those nice. Cool. Those touch type of shot type of things are kind of, you know, they can be hit or miss, and they, you can look really, really bad.
1: Or really, really good, like this yeah. man did.
0: <laughs> that way between, you know?
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yep. All right, man. So, anything else about this game? We can move on to the next one. We got nothing nah. On one.
1: nah, I think that's it for me. All right, Ooh. man.
0: So, <laughs> Liverpool versus Southampton. Wow, this was a... Um. So, let let me get into my things real quick. So, Allison, um, Allison had man, what a great keeper he is. Um, just showing out, just showing out the beginning of this game. Um, has a (laughs) great save at the beginning of the game. Um. just just showed that he, he was a presence and he wasn't going to get beat easily. Um, Mane to Robertson and then Robertson to Jata um, for the early goal, way early. Um,
1: or-
0: <laughs> kind of put them in a hole. This game could have been completely different if Allison doesn't make that say. You know, those, those moments in the games mm-hmm. that um, change the whole spect- perspective on the game. You know, this could yeah. have been a close game. This could have been a 2-2 game. Yeah, you know, yeah, because the chances like, were there for yeah.
1: Southampton. They were there, but goalkeeper, goalkeeper making some plays.
0: <laughs> and then um Jota um Salah sets up Jota um nicely for the second goal. Um so it's two oh there and it's basically over at that point. Um and then you know Liverpool just they just pile on in the second half. Actually the, the I think the fourth goal is uh, Van Dyke um scores off of uh 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 corner kick, I think. Yep, around the fifty-two minute. This yeah, a- you would
1: you would think it would be a header, right? Most times yeah. it is.
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh just uh man, there's uh, not a whole lot that I have to say about this one. It was it was one of those games where I'm I'm hoping obviously I'm hoping that uh you know they put up a better fight just from uh you know uh, uh, uh a uh, like from my standpoint, from a standing standpoint, but you no. Know, Alexander Arnold shined again in this game. He always shines, but um, he's the one that set up uh, Van Dyke and um, and this was just a straight beat down. That's really all I had to say about this one. Um, I don't even know who am I gonna go with Men in the Notch. Uh, I really really <laughs> like the way Jato was playing, so I'll just go with Jato.
1: Yep, yep. Right place, right time. Good finishes. He's he's a he's a really good finisher. He's. He's going to give Firmino a hard time to get back into the team once Firmino's healthy again. Um, I got to say, like I say almost every week that this man plays. Henderson had another good game. Man is just – he's hes a really, really good passer. Like, he really is. And people sleep on him because he's not like De Bruyne and he's not he's Bruno, those type of running? players. And, so he's right.
0: playing, and he's playing with Alexander Arden, like
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's huge, too. That's huge, too. So people sleep on him. But dude consistently plays, like, really nice long passes. And when you got people like Mane and Salah on your team, like, it's, it's just making the game easy for them because you're just really opening it up. I think he had another crazy nice long pass to Salah today because there were some Premier League games on today. Like, he just... He does it consistently, and you got to start giving this man credit, because he's obviously going to do the defensive work for you too. Like he's just—you don't have a whole bunch of holes in his game. Not very quick, not the best on the ball, but other than that, man is—I ain't gonna say he's the second coming of Steven Gerrard to crush Liverpool fans, but dude, dude's good. Dude's a good player, <laughs> and uh, I don't think I had anything else that you didn't already say from that game. It was like you said, it was a beatdown. I think I think this was the game where I was um talking to you saying they need to stop the fight because it just started getting ugly. <laughs> it just started getting ugly. I'm like, stop the fight now because it yeah, sucks they, They're not moving. And and it and it's it's just so I don't know, it's just moments in soccer, man. Just moments and just big plays because Southampton wasn't playing terrible. But they didn't finish their chances, and Liverpool made them pay.
0: <laughs> yep, it could have been a it could have been a good game. It really could have, but Allison really ruined that for us, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you're a Liverpool fan. Obviously, you don't do damn. But <laughs> as a as a city fan, I'm I'm wanting them to lose as much as possible, so they're not a threat to me. So they're, but they're obviously their complete team. Their defense is you know is suspect. Uh, I know they didn't give up anything; it's a clean sheet in this game, and they've been playing well. But um, they they got holes in their defense; um, yep. they can be they can be scored on. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know.
0: But uh, they they're just so overwhelming offensively. It's kind of like the Phoenix Suns back in the you know Steve Nash days, where it's just it doesn't matter if we give up one hundred and ten; if we score one thirty, like, yeah, know, it's still a blowout. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So.
1: They they definitely like you can tell by the way their um, wing defenders, their outside defenders, whatever you want to call them, like, get forward so much. Like, Trent basically plays, like, in the midfield sometimes, and he's all the way up the field, and so is Robertson. So, like, you could tell, like, they don't value defending as much as another team would. Like, their midfielders basically do more defending than their right back and left back.
0: (laughs) You know, and I actually found that super interesting because – and I, I see the same thing with Kinsella with us. Yeah, it's almost yep. as if because they're a four three three team, but yeah, they're not a legit four three team because they just let Trent go up go up forward. So they really they, were, they, they play yeah, they, three, four. They really play him in the he they let him play up. So it's not like yeah. he's doing a lot of defense. They usually just have three defenders. Like when the when the, when the offense when the other team is attacking, and they usually just got three guys. They yeah, rely and then they just let Trent just do his thing. Same thing with Kinsella. They really do. They yeah. really do. Yep. <laughs> four three three team. they really a three four three time
1: team. Yep, but- yep, yeah. I mean, you call you calling this man a left back, but like for Cancelo, you calling him a left back, but the man yeah. spends most of his time in the midfield. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he starts at left back, but since Man City got seventy percent of the ball, like sixty percent of the time, this man going to be in midfield. <laughs> <And, and> there <laughs> so that. Uh,
0: it makes me wonder if we could just put Rodri there and then just put Cancelo up because, and I love Rodri, but mm-hmm. I feel like Cancelo just a, more, a much better, a better passer that he mm-hmm. could do more if he was playing in that defensive mid and then just put um, Rodri in the left back or in the right back. Cause I'm sure Rodri can, he's decent with both feet. You do yeah, I,
1: I think, I uh, think, let me see. I think Rodri would get, Caught out, like say, if y'all were playing against—I mean, because you've seen Cancelo get beat but by not so Salah. Doesn't. Yeah, you've seen you've seen Cancelo get beat by like Salah down the wing and stuff like that. So, what I think, depending on who y'all play against, y'all can get away with that. But Salah and a couple other players in the league will make y'all pay for having Rodri back there because he's not the quickest. You know, he's got good defensive positioning. But if y'all not playing against Liverpool every week, yeah, y'all can get away with that junk, man. doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it,
0: it, 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 it's not a good enough defender to me. For me, to, for the fact that matters to me, if Kinsella was just elite defensive player, yeah, yeah, I, would yeah. Be like, I would be worried about that. But like, I feel like Robby can do the same BS that Cancelo does. Yeah, being yeah. out of position constantly. You know, like, yeah. same thing yeah. with us. We're not a true four-three
1: because all they really all all Kinsella, I mean. Cancelo, when he's playing against somebody that he knows exactly what they're gonna do, he's got good positioning. But if he's playing against somebody that's got a bag, you know what I mean, that got a little something, like he can get caught out. But how often is that happening? And on top of that, like Man City Man City. Man City has been Man City has been known for years, and Fernandinho's the best at it, at taking um, cynical fouls, I think is what they call it. Like, if they see that you're about to start a break on them, like, they're going to take you out until they get that yellow card, then they might calm down. But they're going to get, they'll take that yellow card yep. if it's going to stop you from getting on a break. So, don't I, don't
0: really, I don't even want to get into that too much because <laughs> in, whatever. I'm not going to get into it because there's a, I have an issue with some of the, that approach because yeah. we're better off having. All of our players then can then get it then being sent down to 10 men, so like this, oh, not, and we do stupid stuff like that. And report those stupid, Well, I'm not going to get into because we're not talking about city yet. But I anyway. just don't like that approach at all. I just like we need to stop doing that. But
1: um, we did yeah. get sidetracked,
0: though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's all I have for uh Liverpool game. I mean, it was a beat down,
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Um, your man in the match, I guess you can. To do same thing I did, but it was, to me, Jokko was the main in this
1: one. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Anderson just because he just he just puts it together, and you don't get enough credit because he's not a flashy player, but gets it done, man. Guess it, yeah, gets it done, gets it done.
0: <laughs> All right, so our next game is Brighton versus Leeds. For our break, um, I mean, I can go first if you don't want to go first. I mean,
1: I'll go first. Um, <laughs> So, ah, man, Brighton got to be able to finish off these chances. Like, I've never seen a team create so many good chances and not finish them off. Like, most of the time, teams just can't create because they can't keep the ball, and they don't have the creators, and they just don't have any kind of style of play that creates some chances. But Neil Mope missed one that was – they call him a sitter. Like, this is like a layup. He basically missed a layup, if you want to compare it to basketball, on a break by himself. Nobody even crossed half court, basically, is the type of shot that he got. And he just missed. I think he just put it over. And I'm like, You got to be kidding me, man. Like, they can't create a better shot like that. Like, you're not going to get a good chance like that again. And he just missed. And I'm like, Brighton got to have a finisher, man. They just got to have somebody to score some tap ins around the box because. Tyreek Lamptey probably had one of the best games of his career consistently like just breaking in on the right side and crossing the ball into the box. And nobody wanted to finish. Like I think Motor had like two or three really good chances. Um I mentioned the Mope one. He had another chance that was not as good, but it was something that like a solid finisher can at least put on target. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just Consistently, they're just going back, and I'm just like they had a lot of chances. Trossard had a really good game, though. He played well for them. He couldn't score, but it was more of Melier Melier doing a good job, just keeping goal and making some saves. Uh, but uh, so, I, but but I'll, is, I'll let you, I'll let you say your part. What you got? <laughs>
0: so so this was a little bit interesting because this was a and this is and I can understand why this goes into a different philosophy about soccer and why it's not, it doesn't catch on as much in in the States. This was a zero, zero game. And if you just look at it, zero, zero, nothing happened. It was boring. This was a good game. This was a good game. Um, Both both teams had shots on target. Um, they both shared possession. It was relatively even Fifty seven point three. 57-43. Um, it wasn't too crazy. Um, the accuracy was above seventy percent for all the for both teams, um. And but I, I thought Brighton was super active early on, uh, as you had mentioned, and they were dominating, and they should. And and, and my first note actually is they should be up two zero a half. Yeah. So this should be a two zero game, but it's a zero zero game because Dudes is not finishing, you know? and it's and it's 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 because you know it's the same concept of um, and Max. Kelvin actually talked about this when he talks about soccer because he's like you know let's take soccer that back in the day they thought let's take soccer let's make it a better game let's instead of using their feet let them use their hands <laughs> they have more control over you know control over the ball. So it's like we just created a better game the better version of soccer is basketball because it's the same type of thing but you can use yes, your hands so it's like but it's like a crazy little silly diss that max does about soccer but yeah,
1: yeah. it's
0: just super hard you know this it's super hard to yep. to score and yep. especially when you're running that long and there's just so much pressure and you see these these crowds now after covid i mean mm-hmm. before, obviously but the the pressure is on you these these crowds are crazy like and, and you'll mm-hmm. see how the crowds like and both teams like no matter where you go both teams represent you know over there and so it's the crowds really impact the game, and I just felt like it was a really good game, but it was probably one of the best zero zero games I've seen in a while. But
1: it, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was frustrated. I'm not going to lie. I was frustrated because, um, obviously, they they, uh, they didn't finish their opportunities. But just, just a specific player, uh, I would say uh, Lamptey looks really live and dangerous. Um, yes. He is great on ball. He's just blown by dudes, uh, just excellent. Um, um, and basically, what happened was uh, at the end of this game, I don't want to go too far. I mean, we're, we probably won't talk too much about this, but Sanchez ends up saving the game um, at the end, at around the 82 minute mark. Um, just a great save because they they would have lost that game if, if it wasn't <laughs> Sanchez that making that great save at the end. Um, just just. Uh, just, it just furthers the point that, you know, the goals are important, even though they're very important, uh, keeping really, really bad teams in the game. You know, you see this with other teams. Um, I can't remember, I think it's Everton. Who's the goal for Everton? who's um, balling all the time, so I think it's Everton. But- uh, Pigford, Pigford, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, Pickford just just keeps them in games because of yep. how great he you know, he's playing and just making saves and the, the defensive players screw it up or they're out of line or whatever. But um, just a, just a, I, I mean I like it was a good game to watch. Uh, I think I might have stepped away for a second because I was so upset at just the dudes messing up. But I mean I saw most of this game uh, pretty much all of it. But it was it could have been a it could have been a Brighton really missed out on opportunity to get some points here. So. I guess they got a point because they got a draw. But
1: Yep, they, they really did. They really did. And you can see it on both coaches' face. If you look at the Leeds coach, he was just like, how in the world did we get a point out of that game? And the Brighton coach was just like, kind of had like a smile. I think they booed him after the game or something like that. And he was just like, what do you want me to do? Like, we set up perfectly. We created all the chances. Like, they just missed the chances this game. Like, what else can we do? What else can we do? and Chelsea had a game not too different from this not too long ago, either and like the chances were there, and we were creating chance after chance, and we just couldn't get a goal. and you're just gonna have some nights like that. you you really can't avoid it, unfortunately, like there's nothing you can do except keep going and keep trying to create more chances.
0: <laughs> I think I heard I think I heard some of that his post game. Um, about it and he was like um, I just disagree with the fans you know it was just one of those it like, was <laughs> like, like yeah you can't get it like the, first of all you're you're upright like go ahead and chill out like what exactly are you doing exactly yeah, yeah what what are we you're supposed not, to do yeah you're, you're not super talented um the last <laughs> five games you've had nothing but draws and a loss um so one loss and four draws. I don't know what they're expecting, but their fans are drunk. It's, it's England, and, you, know, <laughs> you know. People get lit, having fun, let, let them enjoy themselves. But of course, that's how I respond. Like the fans want to feel some type of way. All right, then I just disagree. Did you watch the game? Because if you watched the game,
1: yeah, you, like, you, wait, wait, you wait,
0: wouldn't be that upset. Just be like, no, you just were you watching?
1: Yeah. yeah, were you watching? <laughs>
0: It's not like United. Fans, you have a legitimate reason to be upset. You know, the way yeah, playing. yeah. They're not. They're not united. They're still playing well. It's just they just had some bad luck, and they got to finish.
1: Yeah, they the fans can't be like this consistently because if they are, then it's just like go ahead, go ahead, Potter. Like you, you got their team playing better than they probably have ever played in their whole existence. Like. Go ahead and leave so they can cry and wish they had you back, bro. <laughs> like, you ain't going to take that. <laughs> You're better than this.
0: That old saying. <laughs> you don't appreciate things until they're gone, man. Yep. It's so true. Yep. In life, you did in everything. You know, you, yep. You
1: yep. But Leeds are another team, I think, similar to Everton that aren't deep enough to overcome injuries. Like, uh, Patrick Bamford's out this season. So, that's really hurting them, and I think they're missing a couple of midfielders as well. Um, and you could just see it in the way they play. Like they usually play with so much energy, and they just had to tone it back because of all their injuries and just having missing players and stuff like that. And I hope they get to stay in the league because Leeds, when they're on it, are an exciting team. But it doesn't look so great for them this year, man. It doesn't look so great. <laughs>
0: absolutely so i don't even know if I, I – draw i don't even think i picked the man of the match here um
1: i guess um i think you mentioned lampty and i did too so i'll give it to lampty especially since he used to be a chelsea player like gotta give the boy credit you uh-huh. he, he was he was tearing them to pieces on that right side bro he was tearing them to pieces like he's he's just so quick and was making good runs and brighton's midfielders kept finding him they At just point. didn't have the finishes, man.
0: <laughs> He's good.
1: He's quick, eh? <laughs> yep.
0: um, I guess I can do Lamptey, too, but, I mean, just for me, uh, Sanchez, just because he saved the game. Uh, that was I, a huge I, save, yeah. I'll just give it to him just because he saved a point. He did, he, I gave y'all a point, you know?
1: Yeah, Goal, goalies' mentalities are crazy, like, when you think about it, especially somebody like Ederson, because you know that if you play a solid team, you're probably going to face like two or three like decent shots. And if you're playing for Man City, it's like that one shot might not come until 70 minutes into the game. And you got to, but you got to stay focused the whole game. And it's like, I don't know, you know, it's it's difficult. When
0: you play for a bad team, like, uh, or a team that gives up a lot of Always ready, like Everton. And you 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 always a- always ready. Play. Yeah, you always
1: ready. So you know, it's not
0: a dull <laughs> moment for the Brighton keeper.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's plenty of action this,
0: this season. <laughs> some they've been they've been explosive too, Brighton. Um, just not yeah. lately. But um, yeah, Yep. I agree. All right, so so we're gonna go to break, and then we're gonna come back with our um with our random topic, and then go through the last. Couple games. Oh,
1: cool. (laughs) All right.
0: right bro so our random topic for this episode is the stupid things that people do that just annoy us um this could be anything Uh, we're both gonna go on our tangents about our topics uh i I think i can kick it off for us and this is something that I uh, actually uh, was reminded about when I was on the, you know, my way to the gym, my, my normal workout I put in, um, and I guess it's a little elevated because I got to deal with i four, but <laughs> speeding past people to get to the red light. What what did you, what did you accomplish? No. I love one thing I love about this is that when they do that, because I don't drive I'm not a speed, I don't drive fast. I'm not because I care about my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even interested in, in speeding unless I'm on a highway like um or something like that where there's not a lot of traffic or anything like that and I'm just on a rush or something like that. Well, I just want to see how fast mm-hmm. I can go. It's it's a rare thing and I'm also black, so I'm not actually not trying to get pulled over by the cops. So I'm well, the most part, I'm driving close to the speed limit so I don't get pulled on. afraid yep. like, All right. But when I get when we both meet at the red light and I look at you, you just know that that's, that's what I'm thinking. What did you accomplish? Because you didn't get nowhere. And you knew there was a red light. And you still blew past me or tried to cut me off or whatever. And then got to the red light and you didn't accomplish something. What Get over yourself. I don't even know what that's about. It's, it's so silly. If, if it was a green light or something like that, I would understand that. But speeding past me to get to the red light is completely ridiculously stupid. I don't, I don't even get it. And then on top of that, when you're in traffic, especially on the highway, and there's a crash or there's something like that like today, cutting me off while we're all in traffic to switch lanes to get into this other lane that's also backed up. What, why, why are you doing that? (laughs) You're not going to get to your place faster by cutting me off. Just, just, just stay in your lane. I don't, unless we are on a right lane where we're about to make, where there's a backup because of an exit, man, just chill out. Like I don't understand (laughs) the obsession of I'm just bored. So I just need to cut somebody off, you know, and and half the time they don't even use their um, blinkers, man man it's dead it's it's, dead it's dead (laughs) all right right. i'll let you go to yours man (laughs) i gotta
1: gotta say nah i gotta i gotta say i i completely agree i i agree with the red light thing um i'm glad like i'm so fortunate to be able to work from home bro and i i just don't like driving in general and stuff like that is the reason why i don't like driving um But I'm going to say for my first one, uh, you had to help me with these because for some reason I couldn't think of anything that was frustrating me. But I talked to you for a minute and I thought of some. But the first one would be in Walmart. So anytime you're in Walmart, most Walmarts have about how many registers, like 20 to 30 registers, I would say, right? How many of those registers are open at the time that you go to check out? probably two or three, but why? Why do you have 30 registers available but only have like two or three of them open at a time? I I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know if it's you only have a couple people on shift. Drew, you got some input on this. I don't know. (laughs) You have to explain it to me.
0: (laughs) So I I worked at Walmart. Um, Okay. uh, They're never going to be a sponsor, so I'm not worried about saying this. Uh, the worst place to work at That I means right there at Mc, McDonald's, the worst place to work out Probably the worst experience I've had had um, Working at um, What they do is they just hire a bunch of stockers That don't do Don't that. have the ability to work Registers, they just don't know How to allocate their resources They're terrible at that, but there's people there that can do Registers, it's just that they don't know how to allocate Those resources, and when you pay What Walmart pays, I wouldn't give a damn either <laughs> After customers, like, it's like that Dave Chappelle thing, man. Like, you know, like, why do I like? Why do I care? Like, you guys pay me trash. Like, all right, I'm just here. I'm just here to get my paycheck. You know, like, whatever. And, I and respect I it. it. I can understand that mentality, but yeah. Now that the self checkout, you know, well, not now. I guess they've had it for a while. But my only issue with the self checkout is, man, fix the machines, bro. Don't be telling me, oh, this is just cash only. This these all need to be cash and credit don't give me this cash only why am i fixed to fix the register like i don't understand why we're, why there's a cash only check self-checkout and a credit only self-checkout that's completely ridiculously stupid just just <laughs> fix the machine and get them all working like i don't you know but it's also Walmart.
1: that is that is that is weird i didn't think about see you you're really good at coming up with these. There's a lot of things that just get to you. I guess I don't know. With There's me, I just things, overlook yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with me, I just nice, overlook bro. it. But that but that cash credit thing is that's funny. That's funny. Oh yeah, we're we're only accepting cash over here. Why? Why is that? Why is that the only option?
0: Is this is a drug deal. Like, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> like, come on. Like...
1: Do like, do better. Do better.
0: Anything else on that?
1: No, I think that's that's it for my first thing for sure. All
0: right, so my uh, second one is, man, look, stop trying to be my friend at the gym. Now, (laughs) if this only applies to these random dudes that be walking up to me trying to be my friend. Now, look, if you're some cutie, whatever, go ahead, go ahead, you know, say your piece, whatever. I'm saying, uh, obviously, the gym has been great for me over my life, so I ain't gonna complain about those. But all these dudes are just like, I'm here to work out. I'm actually not here to socialize. I'm here to put in a workout. Like I'll be hitting a heavy bag for like 45 minutes and then I hit the weights for like 45 minutes. I'm, and I'm like blasting my music. Like, don't bother me. Just, just we don't know if, unless you were friends, don't come up to be starting conversations about this and that. Unless we have a consistent interaction, just leave me alone. Like this is not a social, uh, uh, you know, situation. This is a put in that work. I'm trying to get, you know, get my my crap right, get get in the perfect shape that I'm trying to get in. Just Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> to be my friend at the gym. I don't I don't understand what the what that what that obsession is. With. Just leave me alone. I, I it's just it's super annoying. I'll be in the middle of a set and be like, Yo, yo, what's good, man? Bro, you see me out here lifting, man? Like, at least wait till I'm done my lift. <laughs> at least but it's just so silly to me like yo stop trying to be my friend at the gym we're not we it's it's extremely unlikely that we're gonna be friends <laughs> so just 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 uh be cool do your head nod just like you know black people do our head nods whenever we see other black people and then keep mm-hmm. moving like stop trying to be my friend of the gym it's 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 completely annoying and we only got limited time to, to be here and then i gotta go get ready for the next day or whatever I got to do. So Whoa. it's annoying. Cuties aside, obviously, but these dudes that be hitting me up at the gym, like constantly, yo, oh, that's great. You should do that. And like, no, I'm not looking for your advice. Look at me. I don't need your advice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should be asking me for advice. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: like I'm, I'm, I'm 13 pounds away from like Spartan perfection. Like I was telling you, bro, like don't <laughs> Keep your advice to yourself. Don't, you know, know, I don't care if you work at YMCA and you're a fitness instructor or whatever. Obviously, I know what I'm doing. All right? This isn't all just God-given. So it's annoying. That's all I got to say about that one. (laughs) Go ahead. All
1: right. So, yeah, I usually just when I go to the gym, so I don't really have that problem. Just be chilling. But anyway, um. So this is another one like I'm a big soccer fan um, and it started with me playing FIFA. So I've been playing FIFA for years. So this most current FIFA, I think it's a glitch. I hope it's a glitch. I don't really know what's going on, but I'll be online playing my ultimate team or whatnot. And I think I play at peak times. Like I'll be playing like after work, six o'clock or something like that. And I'll be searching for a game and I won't be able to find an opponent. So in my head, I'm like, okay, like I have to be searching at least like Florida and the nearest states for me. You know what I mean? If I'm playing somebody online, it can't it can't just be like my area. So it's like there's no way that I'm the only person within like five thousand miles playing FIFA right now. What do you mean I can't find a game? Like I don't understand. Like. You know, like, the internet's supposed to be great right now. Like, everybody's connected, but I can't connect to nobody on the game. Like, I don't understand. So so I end up, like, stop playing. I got to go read a book or something like that. And it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. And this ain't even nothing to do with anybody. I guess it's EA that I got to be mad at. And this is why people are always mad at EA, because I can't find a game on FIFA. And I'm just trying to play.
0: <laughs> Madden's got the same issue I, I'm not mad at anymore because video games upset me. I I figured out that video games are bad for my mental health, so I don't play video games anymore. Um, (laughs) Okay, well, have to work out, read a book, something that's. I I just, yeah, I don't even play video games anymore, just because I know it's bad for my mental health, and I just get
1: too. Just get, just get too angry, so I can't play them anymore. (laughs) I'll get there one day, but right now i still play my fifa when i can find a game
0: (laughs) oh no enjoy enjoy video games i love obviously i still love video games just i'm just an overly emotional person when it comes to competitive stuff and when the games are cheating man which it does i take it to a whole nother level of anger i should just be i shouldn't be this upset about things you know i just you know i just get emotional i'm just an emotional person (laughs) disrespect me or you cheat i'm I'm gonna be mad so anyway anything else on that one
1: nah that's it that's it all right now this is
0: just gonna be a quick one um before i get to my last two um and this is this one's weird because i don't even know how it came to my mind because i haven't been able to eat pizza um in i would say seven years Last, I think the last time I had pizza was 2014 because of my um digestive, my digestive disorder. But what's up with pineapples on pizza, man? Y'all, y'all weirdos. Like, why are we putting fruit a sour fruit on on our sweet fruit on a on a on on pizza It's gross? Like, no. And I know this might hit home with my family, because I know my dad loves that. But I used to hate that guy when he used to buy them but like that's just a, you just bought that pizza for you. That wasn't for the family. Pineapple like, is gross. Like, no. Like get, get out of here with that. That's disgusting. Just thinking about it makes me want to throw up those pineapples on
1: oh, disgusting. Yep. Uh, yeah. I could I completely agree with you on that one. I don't I don't like pineapples anyway. So to put it on pizza, which is a good thing. Like you're just putting a bad thing on a good thing, and you just you're just ruining it. You are just soiling the pizza at the end of the day. And <laughs> and I don't feel bad about sharing that opinion. That's how I feel, and it's probably how I always feel. Like leave the pineapples off the pizza. <laughs> and,
0: and if you feel some other type of way, you're weird, and you're
1: <laughs> you say <said> you're weird. <laughs>
0: you know, you got something going on with your you know your taste buds? Something's yeah. not right. Like mental health. Like there's a, Something's not connected in your brain. Jews out here, not. like,
1: Jews out here, <laughs> like, 1 800, get some <laughs> help. No. <laughs>
0: Something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? But. Oh, know, no. Some people just got like weird stuff, man. You know? Apparently, like, my nephew likes salami. It's like, some people just like weird stuff. I'm like, Wow. Uh, okay. Whatever. Good. Salami,
1: yeah. huh? Yeah. 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 You, you you can have it. it makes you
0: want <laughs> like, just thinking about those two things. But, but I'll leave that at that and then I'll let you get to your is that your last one already
1: um I got one last one um okay so this is this one's about work I guess in general so like I'm on salary now and I think I like it better because I kind of communicate really well about like how um how I, I just got good bosses for the most part and I, I let them know like in advance like hey like the plan for me is to work 40 hours like every week if I can like I don't want to go way over that like and I told him up front and that's <coughs> it's worked out so far. But um <clears throat> before I was on hourly and my problem with working hourly and this goes with just about any company I think my problem with working hourly is the, the way that you make money working hourly is by working more hours. So like. Basically, the more you work, the more you make, which I guess is great for the person that's working hourly. But if you think about that from like a management standpoint, um, if you give somebody a job, and they do it in 40 hours, you pay them for 40 hours. If you give somebody a job and it takes them 45 hours to do it, then you paying them for 45 hours. So in my head, and at the end of the day, it's like, obviously you're paying for their time, but it's like, the way that adds up to me is that you are paying somebody more money for being less efficient. Like, I'm gonna just run that back one more time so you understand. Like if I give somebody a job and I think they can do it in 40 hours. Awesome. Like if they do it in 40 hours, I'm gonna pay them for the 40 hours. But if it takes them 45 hours, I'm gonna pay them five hours of overtime. And it's the same job. Like, so that, that has never made sense to me. Like, obviously if you're working at like a call center, like I used to work at, um, and you got to take calls until the minute, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? But if you're doing something else, like, some kind of construction job or something like that. Obviously those people have contracts, but there's there's hourly jobs out there where you can get your job done in a certain amount of time. And then you're just staring at the clock, trying to wait for the day to end because you know that if you leave early, you're not gonna get paid for those 40 hours, even though your job is done. So you sit there and stretch out and try to basically milk the clock. And like, this has been going on for years. Like everybody kind of knows the game. But it's a stupid game. It's like, why are we still playing it? I I just, I just don't understand it. And I don't understand why. I mean, I guess a lot of people do work off contracts and a lot of people are on salary, but just the hourly job thing, it really throws me off and it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, I just got the salary. So, same. Yeah. And I'm loving it, man. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's days where I just like, it's kind of like, uh, actually, I think last week where I just like, now in school, you get out of school early, just randomly. Like, they're like, oh, all right, school's out. Yep. Um, it's like, it's one of those things that happened. Oh, you can just go home, man. Just go ahead and go home. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. like oh. so I got a little award. I just get to go home. But I still mm-hmm. get paid the same thing. So yeah. I didn't work not even near, nowhere near 40 hours last week or the week before that. Um, <laughs> and I still get paid. So I actually love it. And the best thing I love about it is not clocking in and clocking out. That crap is annoying. Um, I hate yeah. it. And I don't want to ever do that ever again. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, I I can't stand that hope in tracking your time. So certain jobs you track your time. All that kind of, I love I love salad, man. It's it's great, um, and I probably would hate it if I got to work more than forty hours consistently, and then, <laughs> and then I'm not getting paid for that. But for the most part, that's not the case. Uh, at this my current job or probably most jobs, I guess to me, it's kind of a scam in a way because you can work, overwork people and that's really gets into the point of stupid thing people do. If you're a manager and you know that um, you need to divvy up the work, then divvy up the work evenly so that everybody can work their 40 hours. Don't be mm-hmm. putting all these tasks on one person and have them working 50, 60 hours and then we all getting paid the same. So I'm doing all this work and this person's doing 25 30 hours and we all getting paid the same that's wild you know but
1: yeah a question for me yet so yeah com- completely agree man I just don't I just don't get it I just don't get the hourly thing and I feel like it's maybe some companies do it right and the people that I've worked for in the past don't don't know what they're doing I just remember like working at one job in I was so efficient at getting my job done that they try to make it seem like, oh, well, the stuff you're doing is not that hard. And I'm just like, all right, at this point, get somebody else to do it then. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting my job done in 30 hours. So you decide to give me other people's work on top of mine, but you're not going to pay me more? And I'm like, nah, man, you know what? I'll just I'll just make my job take 40 hours like everyone else is doing, (laughs) you know, but yeah, that's me.
0: <laughs> all right. So, actually I'm gonna bundle up my last one.
1: Okay.
0: So, unless we are friends or talk on a, reg- on a regular basis, if I talk about if I say how are you doing, understand it's a formality. It's just something that people say. I don't need the story behind how you if you are if you're going through all this crazy stuff and then you go into this long spiel about it or put it in text messages or something like that. Just don't cuz I can't help you with your, problem. I come problems. Like, like, I ain't trying to be a jerk about this. Like you, we all know that it's just a formality that just, something. something <laughs> say, all right? do not take it to a whole nother level. Cause honestly, I truly do not care. It was just something <laughs> I had to say because, you know, it's just something people say it's, it's a greeting type of thing, you know, to, you know, just say I'm good um, going through it or, um, I'll be all right or whatever. Just make it quick and let's just let's move on to the topic that this conversation was supposed to be about. <laughs> there don't need to be a, a spiel about. you know, I'm, I'm not your therapist. You can, uh, you can go hash it out with him or her or your significant other. That that this ain't this ain't the time for that. If I'm just reaching out to you, um, for, and you know it's not like that. If we got history, then I got you. i I get it because obviously I would probably care. You know, depending on the person, but yeah, like cut it out. Like I don't, I don't need that in my life, especially the long text. Like I'm, not, I'm definitely not reading <laughs> them. Like, just, just, know that it's, it's getting cliff notes. Give me the cliff notes, or I'm skimming this and saying, all right, cool. That's all you gonna get, you know. You can call me an asshole or jerk, whatever, but don't just. And you know that you're not supposed to do that, you know. But. And then the last thing for me, man, stay out of other people's business. I don't know what this obsession me. Maybe it's the pandemic that made it worse, but people's over desire to be in other people's business that ain't got nothing to do with you, just just stay out of it. I, I don't understand why you're going out of your way to, to, to uh, involve yourself in my life when I haven't included you. So just stay out. It's you're not wanted or needed. Stay out of my life. You're not helpful um, unless, like, some rich person trying to give me advice on how to get rich or something like that, or it's, it's going to be super helpful for me in the future. Let's just stay out. Ain't nobody asked you to come through here. Like, just, just, just stay out of people. I don't know this obsession, and I know social media people want to share. You know what I'm saying their lives and all that. I've never uh, truly understood that. Um, but no, nah, just stay out of people's business. If unless you have been invited, unless you got an invitation, stay out. Just, just stop it. And that's in all aspects of life, personal, business, whatever. Just stay, just, just stay in your lane and focus on yourself. Like, stay mind out. just
1: mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's really all I had. To, that's all I had to tell. I went through my ranch. Um, and we can move on to our last two games. Cool, cool. All right, man. So, City versus West Ham. My boys, man. This was one I'm actually pretty proud about. Um, early notes, Foden and Grealish are not playing Both of those, I think, are injury type of things.
1: Um, uh,
0: They've been active on social media, so they got some personal things they're going through as well, especially uh, Grealish. Grealish is a – the ladies love Grealish, let's just say that. Um, So he's going through this whole thing on social media. I'm sure Pep is thrilled about that. But um, (laughs) uh, those two are not in. Um, uh, Diaz. Versus Antonio is a great matchup, um, just to watch throughout um, first uh, twelve minutes of the game. West Ham has uh, three um, decent chances uh, to get shot on goals. Um, couldn't couldn't make it happen. Um, um, it's a nice header by Laporte, um, just slightly off target. Hits the post. How many times that happened to us this time? It's just pretty. Crazy how many times that's happened. Um great pass by Gundogan. He's also Gundigan's an amazing uh set piece or corner kick uh passer. Um mm-hmm. so I love the way he's played. We haven't missed KDB that much. Uh it was interesting to see Mares at the false nine position, starting out the game in a false nine position. Um but we saw 20 minutes into the game that they changed that. They went and put uh Jesus in the middle and then put Mars in his traditional more effective spot uh, on on the right side um, so I, we've, we've seen that a lot actually with our city um, just moving different guys in their front line um, if something doesn't work out they just move some guy to the side or move side in the middle um, we still got to figure out that false line position um, maybe folding can be the answer there um and then this is where I can get into Cancelo. Cancelo is always forward. This is just we just talked about this with her, well, we didn't just talk about we talked about this earlier about with the Allison Arnold. Mm-hmm. He's just always out of position, always way forward. But I think that's part of the design just to let him to go do his thing and be aggressive. Um, we are basically a 3-4-3 team, and um, you know, it, it worked out in this game because you know, he he be balled out. Um, but you know it's it's a it's a it's a bit interesting to see Cancelo um, just do whatever he wants because um, we already got multiple players that do that. Um, uh, what's his name does that all the time? Uh, Silva Silva does that all the time where he just. Just come, I, I play all the middle positions. I don't just play this side. So it's just, you know, always, always The good thing about Silva is he actually gets back on defense and he's amazing at pressing. He's also great at pressing, keeping the press on, on the other team when they have the ball. Then you got to talk about Laporte, man. Laporte gets booked for Fallon Antonio. Almost, a, almost gives up a penalty. Um, it was super close. Um, he's also going to be out next game. I'm not shedding no tears about that report, (laughs) me the way that he plays at times. He just takes bad fouls um, when, you know, a lot of times they're not necessary. Maybe Antonio gets loose there, but we have dudes there that can clean up mistakes. We don't need you to get carded or get kicked out. Um, Because, you know, if it was a different situation, they could have been like, you know, that you you, uh, stop the goal, we give up a penalty on that. You know, like, you know, um, so um, so that was a bit frustrating. But, uh, you know, my boy Gundy scores off a great ball by Mahrez, um early on. And um, I actually called this My boy Gundy scores. Um, uh, great pass by Cancelo to start that one off to Mares as well to pick him out. Um.
1: It's like you read in my notes. But keep going. <laughs> yep, yep.
0: Um, I'm not going to get into the second half yet. I'll let you go through your whatever you got left on this one.
1: Yeah. Um, I think uh, all I had left was uh, I think Jesus almost scored a goal and that it just seemed like y'all saw a weakness on their right side, so y'all just kept kind of attacking their right side, and they weren't really able to do anything. and. I mentioned that y'all press looked really good, and West Ham just they didn't really have a good enough game plan to attack y'all, so when they got the ball, like they didn't really have a good a good way of trying to keep it, like obviously their outlet was Antonio, but it's like you gotta eventually like have somebody up there supporting Antonio, and I don't think they had enough structure in the way their team was set up to do that. It was really Antonio against the world in the first half.
0: And this was one of those uh, snow games. Um, big shout outs to or good respect to the, um, the cleanup crew to clean the field off. Before the yeah, season. that was that was great. Um, we saw better movement, uh, but the passing was I, I'm so amazed by our passing, even the snow just still accurate. Even in the snow, we were accurate throughout the game. It was great. Hey um, Zeus, almost scored, which would have been my perfect con- prediction outside of the last concession that we gave. Um, should have scored, um, but a great, great block by the goalie um, or by the defender actually. This was the one where the def- Johnson, I believe, cleared it. Um, that was yeah. He-, he chipped it over the goalie and. We thought it was going in and then the dude comes in. I think that's happened multiple times to us this season. But um, Sterling uh, sets up Jesus uh, really nicely. Uh Shady actually gets a, a good jump on it. And this is the one where he's uh, on. And I guess this was where Cresswell clears the ball. Um, that's the play I was mentioning. And then um, Lamzini's in for the crippled Ben Rama. Um, Lose Ben Rama really hurt them, I, I believe. But, you know, Lanzini mm-hmm. actually really played really, really well. So it was one of those things where I don't know if they missed him too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big Ben Rama fan. Um, we go up 2-0. Um, Jesus sets up uh, Fernandino for the nice just you – know, we really put Fernandino out there to to, to shore up the defense. But then he goes out there and just – it was actually a pretty easy goal. Um, he should. There should have been a better a defender closer to him, but uh, Jesus fine picks him out and uh, he puts it in the left corner. And just super accurate. And even at the advanced age, the man can still can still play in spurts. I should say. Um, we actually conceded late. I wasn't too happy about that, but you know, whatever. We we, we still got the got our points. Um, I do got to say this one thing about West Ham. Man, they got some fire jerseys, man. Those jerseys are fire. I, I really, really like them. those. Like, I was looking at them, like, man, why don't we have jerseys that nice this season? It's like, I was really, I really, really love West Ham's jersey. That, that uh, dark blue look uh, with the little trim on the side uh, on the sleeve. Man, that was it's it's a nice look. It's a it's a top quality jersey. Uh, maybe we can do jerseys in the future, uh, but. West Ham had some fire jerseys in this game, man. Really feeling that. We we <laughs> controlled the game, sixty nine percent possession. Our uh, pass accuracy was at ninety percent, apparently. Uh, so, even in the first half with the snow, it didn't fall off. Like I mentioned, um, shots on target were nine to three. So we really um, dominated them, and I wasn't worried about West Ham because they just don't create enough for antonio for me to be worried and we're playing really well if they had a better i mean i guess ben rama <clears throat> and some guys that they are obviously can create but i was feeling the way we're playing i just wasn't worried and prediction was it was pretty close pretty happy with the way the game i was mad about the concession and not really understand what we're doing at the false nine position we got to figure that out but you know, as dudes get healthy we'll, we'll, and Foden comes back, um, I think we'll be all right. So, yep. Yep. Season takeaway for same. me, we're good, man. Um, keep rolling.
1: Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's never it's never nice to give up a late goal, but Lanzini's, like, almost known for that stuff, man. He he really scores crazy goals for, for teams, and he does it pretty consistently. He just got a good – strike on him and he's he's not afraid to take a shot but S- city dominated that game west ham looked terrible offensively and they got one opportunity and Z he just made a good shot like pep's not going to be really hurt by that obviously you're not keeping a clean sheet it sucks but it's like what can you say in training hey don't let this man score a wonder goal you know what i mean and that's really the only chance they got like that's just like Benzema not too, too long ago in the Champions League scored just a crazy goal against us. And I'm like, I can't say we defended terribly. Like, nine times out of ten, he misses the shot, and he just hit it perfect. Like, what can you do? What yep. can you do? Um, but yeah, good performance from y'all, man. Y'all still look scary. Still a three-horse race, in my opinion.
0: Yep. I was about to say that. They've been talking about four, four – four, no, this is a three-team three race for the Premier yep. And uh, it really shows so that- this is three versus four and we dominated them. Two one does is not a good reflection of how this game went. It was a beatdown, but we just gave up a, uh I'm not gonna call lucky, it was pretty excellent, but we just gave up something that usually we wouldn't give up. And Lanzini did his thing and we just gotta give give respect and just play, all right, it's all right, be all right. And the way Ederson be so reckless, sometimes I'm just like, you need to give a go, just to humble you, because I just can't stand the way <laughs> how reckless you can be. Because he's just so great as a passer. that sometimes he just feel like, no, I'm just gonna do this this little wait for this dude to get right next to me, and then kick it off. Like yo, know, just pass the ball but, yeah, because I'm him.
1: that good. Because
0: yeah, I'm that good. Arrogant. That boy's a. I mean, if you're that good, obviously you're gonna be you're gonna be confident. It's brought a lot cockiness with it, Edison. <laughs> uh, that's really all I have with them. Um, player of the game? I don't even think I picked one. Player of the game for this one? I'll go with my uh, boy Gundy. Go ahead.
1: I probably, I probably say Gundy too, just because he's. I don't know, man. It's like y'all, y'all have really turned him into a different player. I think he was good when he was in Dortmund in Germany, but. This dude is, like, you can almost rely on him to get a goal here and there, and he's a midfielder. Like, he he gets it done, man. He gets it done. Makes it look easy because he's not quick. He's just really good on the ball and always in the right place at the right time. <laughs> yep.
0: Got all, got all this. he's not weak. And he's, both feet are good, and yep. um, he could be better on defense, but we don't really need him to do that much. Um, but um, he really doesn't have no holes in this game, and – He's really been the reason why we can just not worry about KDB not being. We just need KDB to be ready at the end, you know, when we're trying to win the Champions League or something like that. We don't. We don't need KDB to be. Uh, oh yeah, note on KDB. Uh, my man, test uh, got a negative test, so um, I think he, I guess he's already going to be out mandatory ten games or ten days or whatever. But um, hmm. uh, I was happy to see that he, he's. Uh, Symptomless and he's uh negative so of COVID so I will see him soon and we'll be we'll be firing all centers in in the near future we're just trying to keep the the team afloat right you know above Liverpool and all that so close enough to Chelsea where we're in striking distance so and speaking of Chelsea we can move on to the next game
1: our final game. Your boy. Uh, uh, I mean, this disappointing week is all I can say. Anytime you don't, I mean, I think, I think both of our teams at this point, when we don't win a game, it's disappointing for us because our expectations are so high. Like we're right there, neck and neck at the top of the table. Um, I gotta say this game. I think Tuchel defensively, like. I think it's not hard for him to set his team up defensively. I think defensively he's pretty much got it as long as there's not injuries. And now we're dealing with injuries, so it gets a little tricky. But I think defensively, like our back five or whatever we play, back three, whatever you want to call it, the way we play, um, it's usually set. But the midfield and the forwards are tricky. Like it's really tricky for us. So when – Conte gets injured or Jorginho gets injured or Kovacic gets injured like it really makes the midfield tricky and it's really questionable what you put in there. And it's the same thing with the forwards like Lukaku goes out, Timo goes out, like it's it starts to get iffy. So this game we really dominated the ball, like we really played really well, um I would say, but United were set up to uh win the game on counters and you could tell like when they got the ball on the counter like we looked like we were open and we looked like we could get scored on like if we made a mistake and i think a lot of the times with us playing with two midfield mid- midfielders that's always going to be a case where we're kind of open but not if one of those midfielders is conte you know what i mean but we didn't have i don't i don't think we had conte this game I'm, i might be getting mixed up with the game today in this game, but I don't, I don't remember if we had Conte and when we don't have him, it shows, it really shows <laughs> like, cause he's, he fills a bunch of gaps in that midfield. Um, but, uh, and I think, I think it showed this time around cause Conte is not normally a goal scorer. So on corners, we send a lot of players forward, but normally we have the cover of or Jorginho and a Conte back there. You know what I mean? This game, not having Conte, we send everybody forward on the corner, straight ball goes out, Jorginho can't handle it, and they end up scoring on a break. Man, did this goal frustrate me. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's something that you can't really be upset at, at Tuchel about, because if this ball just comes down, Jorginho plays it back to Mindy, and we're right back on the attack, you know? Like, we don't really give up open play goals consistently. So, I don't think Tuchel can really change anything there like it's just it's just an error like something that you got to deal with. And um I think I think this game I can't be too frustrated because we created the chances. It's just when you look at the players that the chances fell to, they weren't exactly the players we rely on to score goals. Like for example, Timo had a really great chance. Timo hasn't been able to score consistently for us. Rudiger had, had, like, two or three really good chances. We don't really rely on Rudiger to score goals, you know? So it's just, like, right right chances created, just wrong players available to finish it. Anything you want to add to that?
0: So while you were talking about um, Tuchel, I actually remembered that the press conference I heard was Tuchel because the fans oh, okay, okay. actually mad at, at Chelsea in this game. Um of course, of course, and he was like, you know, we created plenty, and you could tell in this game, y'all created plenty of chances. So yep, they were just there. it didn't, it didn't happen. Um, whatever, like
1: this time around,
0: yeah, you know my work, like, number <laughs> one. like I don't, y'all, y'all, like, stop being so, <laughs> it's ridiculous that a Chelsea fans could be complaining. Like, I understand United is not playing well, and they've mm-hmm. lost their coach. Um, this was an interesting game where uh, Sean McGuire. We're both uh, on the bench. I was happy to see that. I was like, man, those dudes don't be playing. So I guess it was Kellens and uh, Bailey. Um, but uh, I guess my only note, or my other note here was uh, Ronaldo not starting. Now, I don't know what the coach is doing there. Um, obviously, Ronaldo ended up coming in later on, but uh, I don't know what this whole back and forth like, y'all sorry, just play your best players. You don't need to be <laughs> overanalyzing stuff like that. And um, Alonzo was back in the lineup. I like to see that. Uh, I, I was happy to see that. Um, and and we talked about that with uh, Alonzo because Alonzo and Chalabar both played. So you, you, it doesn't have to be an either or type of thing there. You can play them both. Mm-hmm. And um, But I guess that was you know, part of the reason why some other players didn't play. Uh, I will say this one thing. Last thing with Chelsea, um, they got a penalty on a reckless play by wan Basaka, a total accident. I'm not <laughs> truly so I understand that it was in the box and that's why it's a penalty, but mm-hmm. to me, there's no goal opportunity that was not was missed because of that, um, that penalty. It was like, it was like, oh, what's his name? Who was it, Georgino? That uh, who was it on your team that uh got the uh, penalty but it Giordino was like
1: scored it yeah
0: uh, yeah i don't know who who drew the penalty but oh it
1: was tiago silva silva okay yeah, it was yeah, like yeah.
0: silva was doing the james harden like i'm just doing this to get fouled like i'm not <laughs> doing this to try to make a play to do something i'm just putting my foot in front of your foot so that i get kicked in the back of the foot and then it was it was a, it was not a just like a not a like basketball like you didn't make a basketball play you didn't not a natural shot. It wasn't a, a natural movement or anything. It was just, I'm doing this to draw a foul. And I most of the time, when you see stuff like that, the rest, especially this year, and I love the way they be,
1: they look away they from be, it, right? They're like and, whatever. Unless bro.
0: you if you dive on the ground, unless the, it, it, you got stabbed with a knife, we're not calling nothing in the box this year. That's how it's been. And I love that because I want to see let the dudes play. Like, but because it was so obviously a foul, um, uh, I guess you can't. Um, let let that go, but yeah. it was just one of those things. Well, it, it's just a play where the dude is not trying to score or anything like that. He's just trying to get fouled, and he's, he's doing everything. And he and he and, he, uh, and the Nats even talked about it. Like he just played that perfectly. If It's drawing the foul. It's something you hate to watch or hate to see. But uh, yeah, it was just it was it was Wamba Saka was stupid by doing that. He was just trying to clear the ball. Um, I don't know what he could have done. That's another thing. It was like, as a defender, I don't know what, it, what you expect me to do, not try to clear the ball. It, it's just like I don't understand, like, what do you expect? Well, I'm not going to do there. Um, it's yeah. either just you're going to get a penalty no matter what if somebody takes my foot there. All right. So, but <laughs> I'm not shedding tears for United. Um, y'all kind of basically uh, that, that play, but you guys deserved it because of the way y'all played. So mm-hmm. um, it would have been a misjustice if y'all would have lost this game 1-0. Because you guys outplayed them, but we're down, you know, throughout yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like, <laughs> excuse me, um, I feel
1: like
0: it, it, justice was served because you guys end up getting that that play, but yeah. it just wasn't a play that I just don't like to see stuff like that where players just playing to get fouled, get fouled, and then ends up giving a goal because of it, but. It is a
1: nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I didn't see that when I saw the play because I'm a biased Chelsea fan. Like, I just saw him reach his leg out for the ball and one beside kicked him. Like, that's all I saw. As a, as a biased Chelsea fan, I don't know what you're talking about, this James Harden type of stuff. I don't think you could put Tiago Silva's name in with James Harden because James Harden has, a, has made a career of doing this and his career has completely changed when they changed the calls of the game. So don't do my boy Tiago Silva like that. But, but in, any, in any event, Jorginho did step up and scored a penalty, which he needed to after he gave up the goal, pretty much. Uh, so uh, we basically find ourselves one point ahead of everyone now in the league table because of that uh, draw, I think, instead of three points ahead. So now to give us a little breathing room so that we don't have to win every single game, we got to hope for some... Man City and some Liverpool losses, hopefully, so that we can recreate a gap because it was a tough it was a tough draw. Tough draw to take. Yep.
0: Yeah. I guess uh man of the match for me, I don't I mean, I guess you have some season takeaways to go through before we even man of the match. Um, but I would say by man of the match Who really stood out to me in this one? Hmm, Let me think. This is a tough one because I can't say dudes didn't play good in this one. Um, know what? Reese James is gonna be my guy in this one. Um, He was making things happen and people couldn't finish. So, uh, Uh Reese James played great. He shined throughout this game. Um, and dudes just wasn't executing. But um, and this could have been a thing where Lukaku, you know, not starting the Maybe you know, I mean, he came in late on. But uh, yep, maybe Lukaku yep. in that position. Maybe those things get finished. But um, I yep. really like yep. the way Rich James played in this one. Uh, he'll be yeah,
1: awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Rich James, I think, has been arguably our player this season. He's been brilliant, man. At right back, he's been crazy good. So. I can't argue with that one. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, if I can go right into my takeaway for this, I would say from a Chelsea perspective, like I still like our defense. Like we're not giving up multiple goals in games. A lot of times we're not even giving up a goal. So I mean, I gotta, I gotta give our defense some credit still, and I think attacking-wise, since Tuchel's been in, it's always been a problem. Like we haven't really got consistent goals for from anyone, like on a consistent basis, to where somebody's scoring like a goal in five games in a row or something like that. You know what I mean? So where somebody just gets hot, like Lukaku started off hot. I think he scored like in his first two or three games, but then it's like people kind of figure us out. Offensively, like we're not, we don't have the Trent that's just playing beautiful balls in. Reese James plays some beautiful balls in, but we don't have Trent that's just like his whole role for Liverpool is like, bro, you you just setting people up. Like Trent, don't we talked about it? Trent don't have a whole lot to do defensively. Like Trent is the setup man. Simple as that. Um, we got creative players like Reese James and Mason Mount, but it's like they don't have opportunities to create as much as like Trent would. So I don't know. I think that's, Where I think is that's just
0: and Aspie at in this game. I, don't even, I just thought, I just thought about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aspie's pretty, Aspie's pretty good on the ball too. Like he's, he's been a good creator for us going forward, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird with us. Like to me going into games, I don't, always worry about like how we're going to defend because we normally defend pretty well. I'm just like, who's going to score for us? You know what I mean? Like that's that's how it is for me. It's like, who's going to get a goal or two for us so that we can get over the line? But still feel confident about our team. Just uh, who's going to score every time I'm watching Chelsea? I just wondering who's going to (laughs) score. Yep. I'm um,
0: also um I like Loftus cheek um in this game Scott, so suspect you look um solid. Mm-hmm. So um that's all I had got got anything else on this one?
1: I guess not. Nah, nah man. Um let's see. <laughs> I want to say Rudiger because he does his normal defensive stuff and he also had two opportunities and almost scored a couple goals. Um, One of them was a good De Gea save and the other one he just kind of skied. But um, I like the way our system allows for one of the center backs at times to get forward, but obviously it doesn't help when all the chances fall to them and they can't finish them, but I think he – I think he was real energetic and really helped us get this point, which I can't be too mad. It is a point. Like, we didn't completely lose, but obviously, you want to see him win. So, yeah, I'll go with Rudiger.
0: All right, man. So, that is it for Chelsea. And we're going to go to break, and then we're going to do our final topics. All right, man. So, weekend takeaways. What you got for me?
1: Um, same thing I say every week. Um, Liverpool healthy could win the league because Salah's still playing out of his mind. I still like Chelsea's chances. I think we just got to start firing on all cylinders. I'm hearing news that Pulisic may leave, which is – a disaster right now because we really can't get a forward to stay in form. So I think he could be that forward for us. I mean, you, I've been real patient with Timo, but as far as him playing central, I don't think that's an option for us anymore. I think he needs to play out wide so that he could just beat defenders and play balls into the box. And that's not a bad thing. Like, not all players are finishers, but it's like I just don't have confidence in this man finishing off chances if he gets the ball in the center. So with that being said, he is a huge threat, and he really opens up the game for us. But I think he can do that from out wide, and he doesn't have to play in the center. So for me, in the center, you play either Pulisic because he can finish, you play Kai because he's a pretty good finisher, or you play Lukaku. Lukaku. And I think Timo's time playing centrally needs to be it needs to be over. That's my one takeaway, which is kinda like out of the ordinary, but it's just it's just happening too often now. And people can play a highlight reel of just him not finishing his chances in the in the middle of the box. And it's like some point, man. I don't know. I don't know. Play him out wide. Play him out wide so we can still offer that threat and getting him in behind, but somebody else through the middle. Simple as that.
0: (laughs) Sounds just like how I feel about Jesus and Sterling. Probably. My wife, they can't get it done in the middle. But. All right, so uh, my weekend takeaways were, I mean, not a whole lot changed uh, this week. Uh, Everybody pretty much held their own. I mean, obviously, y'all draw was a shocker, um, especially when United was playing. or uh, have been playing for a while now, but you know nothing—nothing nothing really out of ordinary. That besides that game, um, that really stood out for me. Um, I think that we city is in a great spot right now, um, but we got to hold off Liverpool. Um, they're obviously not slowing down, so they're going to be a problem for both of us, and we need to. Uh, try to get some distance. Um, I will also say that uh, we just got to get healthy and get Katie be back and find some chemistry and we'll be all right. Um, as for the league, the games um, have not tailed off at all. Um, we've seen that having the fans back really, really changes the game a lot. And, you know, I, don't, I know that people don't think that the fans matter, but, you no, know, in soccer – um, they matter. Um, we can tell based off of just last, the energy just changes um, the players feed off that energy. Um, it's been a completely different season than last season where we kind of ran and ran away with it. Um, and if you don't have, if you just have the skill players, then I guess you don't have the, you know the crowd to feed off of then you know you'll see a lot a lot of blowouts and stuff like that we're just not seeing that we're seeing competitive games uh, and i'm excited for this next weekend uh, uh actually uh, what else we got to go through we got to go through uh right, so um the player of the week for me uh, i'm just gonna get this off now would be uh jota um i just thought jota was crazy um uh, Liverpool man man's playing just play he just played I, I mean it was kind of you know kind of um, out of ordinary how great he was playing you know his <laughs> playing like a top five playing league but <laughs> yeah jota um, did his solid thing you know this this past weekend and he'll be my man in the match Saka uh, was close but I'm gonna give it to Jata
1: yeah, just, just for the sake of having somebody different, because I, I agree with the Jata situation, but just so that somebody has somebody else to talk about, um, I'll go with Saka because he he really did just make some really good runs, and his teammates did a really good job finding him uh, for Arsenal, and he was just a constant threat. And obviously he had the Ozil celebration, which makes him the best player of the week in my opinion, because Ozil's my boy. Um but, yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off of what you said about Chata, though. Like, it's just making Liverpool look scary because I feel like Mane's not playing his best. And if they get Mane to start playing his best, and Johnson oh. and Salah can keep carrying on the way they're doing. I, then... I got to say this. Oh, go ahead.
0: Mane. Now, there was a play that really stood out to me. And I went up and looked up the man's height because I was like,
1: <laughs> you
0: know, he had a header i think it got um i think it got a uh, it was a penalty, uh, offside or something i don't think That's it counted an
1: athlete, bro but absolute athlete yeah he had a
0: crazy header goal in this game i think it didn't <laughs> but when he got over somebody and it was crazy accurate and uh man what an athlete that dude is like yo, know, yep. and he's like five eight man, but he and I, I went and looked up uh other players was like, man why can't and do this type of stuff? Like, but man, what an athlete Mani is. I just thought about that when you was talking. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: He is, bro. He's crazy athletic, which is why I'm about to pick him up on my FIFA team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he... Um, I don't... Like I said, I don't even think he's been playing his best because he, he can explode and that's what just makes Liverpool so scary. Like that front three is just crazy. And then... Like I think they've been lacking in the midfield. Like they haven't always had the best midfielders, but Tiago's having a good season. Henderson, I talk about him every week on the podcast. It's like they they starting to look like a complete team again and it's scary. Um Chelsea still look good. It's just where the where the goals coming from is all we're worried about. Where the goals coming from, because we know we can defend. And City is a machine. They're they're a machine, kind of like people explain Bayern Munich. It's like, they're just a machine. They're going to come at you. They're going to keep the ball. They're going to pass a, four times as much as you. And it's like, can you stop them from scoring? Not many people can.
0: <laughs> and that's without a true striker. Um, yep. I will say, I don't prey on injuries, but Liverpool needs to go through some um, ups and downs. <laughs> they need a player to go down. They've they, they just been having so much they health and just like you know, they're gonna go through some injuries or something. Like they can't just stay healthy all season. Like that's that's not gonna continue, but I'll leave that that. I mean, I guess we've already really gone through our final thoughts, so we can just go through our predictions and then um uh, we are done. So see so y'all play who we play. I'll play with him. So what you got?
1: Uh Guess West Ham. Okay, so I'm going to have to take a little bit off of the game today. So our game today against Wadford. Wadford actually played out of their mind today. Like They played really well. We were able to get the win, but they played really well. Um, and my, from my takeaway on that game, um, Saul will not be playing in this next game. I can tell you that because he's been awful for us again, and he just... In the system that we play in, he, it just doesn't fit him. Like We play with two midfielders, basically, and he just looks uncomfortable. He looked lost on the ball. Um, Chalaba also got hurt, so chances are he won't be in that game. So we're probably going to see Christian, Santiago, Silva, and Rudiger. Um, I think Jorginho was rested this game. I don't know how much he'll play next game, but hopefully he starts. And we'll probably have to start Ruben Loftus, cheek or something like that, too. Um, Mason Mount had a great game. So I could see Mason Mount starting. I think Pulisic is uh, wanting to leave. But I think Tuchel likes him. So I think Pulisic might start again. And Kai wasn't anything special this game. But his pressing from the front is really important. And Tuchel likes that, too. So I think he'll start, too, for us. Um, as far as predictions for the game... I think we still have a good enough side to give West Ham uh, problems. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 2-0 because I think we've been a couple games without a clean sheet. So I think that's important. I think Mindy's gonna be really working hard to try to get us a clean sheet. Um, I think if Jorginho and Ruben Loftus-Cheek start. I think we got a decent enough balance in the midfield. And we can create a few chances for Kai and Pulisic and Mount. And those three, they looked they looked like a good team together. Our midfield just couldn't get them the ball. I think if we had more possession this game, we would have scored a lot more than two goals. But we weren't able to keep the ball. Um, Watford, Watford actually outplayed us this game. I'll take the 2-1 victory, but Watford definitely outplayed us. So, yeah, I'll take a 2-0 against West Ham. Why not?
0: So, that actually is pretty interesting um, because we play Wofford. (laughs) And I I originally was thinking that this is going to be a 3-0 blowout. Uh, I'm not worried about Wofford. They lost a lot of games. (laughs) The defense isn't great. Um, but if they're playing, they play, if they're playing that well, you know, against Chelsea, instead of a three, I'll give a two, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta
1: say, I gotta say, we've had, we had some key people out. Like Reese James was out, Chilwell was out, and Alonzo was playing terrible this game. And obviously, Jorginho didn't start, Conte's out. Like, we got a lot of injuries right now that we're working through. But they 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 balled out today. Like they played. Like watch out for actually this is this is gonna be a key thing for you to watch in your game. Uh they got this dude, Dennis, and against us he played on the right, so that means he'll be going out Cancelo Kinsella if Cancelo's at left back, and Dennis is a problem. So watch out for that in that game. <laughs> He's a problem. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I've seen him play. So yeah. He's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sure Laporte will make a mistake or something. But I'm gonna try to say because we <laughs> gave the clean sheet last um, weekend that we're gonna clean, clean that up and um mm-hmm. we'll get a 2-0 and this will be a this will be the Jesus and um I, I'll give it a Jesus.
1: Uh,
0: let's go with uh, a midfielder. Let's go with a uh, silver scores on this one. Jesus and Silver Score. And um and uh hopefully uh folding his back and shines. Um but I'm not worried about Waffer man at all. I just they just had obviously they must have just played really well. I don't get to see much of any of the games during the week anymore because I am in the office for the most part right now. Um so I can't do a lot of multitasking or anything like that, but uh and I'm also crazy busy, but um, I'll have to rewatch a couple of Champions League games um at the end of the weekend um to kind of see where people are at. But yeah, you know, I feel comfortable where we're at and I just feel like we're gonna we're gonna dominate that one. And uh KDB's obviously it looks like he's out. so I expected that. And uh Torres is out and um I believe another dude is out. Um Oh well, we don't need to talk about (laughs) Mandy. So okay, (laughs) yeah, we'll leave that alone. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, that's all. That's all. That that is it for this episode, man. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it's been a pleasure, bro. Always, always. To the next one. Hopefully, um, in the future, we can get these out. um, Um, get these recorded on a Tuesday and out on a Wednesday or something like that. But. Just because I am in the office um, right now, um, it's just unlikely that I'm going to be able to do any of these on a, on a Tuesday and get these out on Wednesday. So people can expect them to be out on um, Thursday, uh, Thursday, Fridays. Um, obviously, it's not ideal because we're doing the games of the past weekend, but um, we'll figure that out. Um, and we'll get better at that. Uh, but, you know, this is mostly about, Getting you ready for the weekend. So it doesn't really matter if you um, listen to it later because it gives you a nice little refresher before you, you, you see the weekend games, especially if you're a fan of either of the teams.
1: So, Definitely.
0: all right, bro, that's it, man. Great random topic. I got some ideas about the next random topic, man. So, um,
1: cool, cool.
0: So I think you know, those have always been the, the best part of these because um, obviously we already talk about the, um, the games. While we're watching them, so, um, but it'll be great. Um, switch it up a little bit. Have people who don't even watch soccer have something to listen to. Man, just keep promoting them. We're close to getting ads, bro. So just keep promoting. You know what i don't know And I uh, appreciate everybody who listens in. We're really close on ads. So, all right, Broski. All
1: right, bro. One.
0: All right, man. All right, one.